0: Welcome to Legends of Greyskull, the podcast that dives deep into the mythology of Masters of the Universe, with your hosts Matthew Dooch and Sean Skavana. News, reviews, remasterings and more are just ahead on Legends of Greyskull. Welcome to episode 84
1: of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He Man, She Ra, and turn Ethereum Order, Primus, New Adventures, Soul Adventures, Ladybird, UK Annuals, Golden Books, Mini Comics, anything and everything you can think of with that He Man, She Ra, Masters of the Universe, that Netflix He Man and the Masters of the Universe logo. I'm Matthew. Here again with Sean Skavarna. Sean, how are we doing today?
0: I'm here. I am, I am here. <laughs> I was not prepared to answer that question right now, to be honest. It's the um, same question I ask you question, every episode. I never, I never rehearsed that part. Never, never <laughs> prepared to actually I was, start. I want I want it to feel like I actually have something to contribute. And then when I open my mouth, I'm like, I'm here and that's about it. And it's sorry and it's sad. So yes. Um, yeah, I'm ready to talk some CGI because we've dabbled upon it, but we have, Yeah, we
1: have season two. That's right. This folks. is that
0: episode. Stay
1: tuned at, it's at the end the last segment of the episode will be our CGI season two. Uh spoiler filled review. Because that's the only way we can mm-hmm. do it. We've dabbled with the idea of like doing spoiler free reviews. And even when we tried doing a spoiler free section, <laughs> it's like within a couple seconds we're like and Vader and is Luke's father. Oh, shit! Uh, yep. Spoilers, I guess. Yeah. So, we, do, we don't yep. do it. If you want to be spoiled, come, come listen to it. If you don't want to be spoiled, go watch the show, which I don't know why you haven't yet. Spoiler alert, it is phenomenal. Um, Not to say it's perfect, but it is phenomenal. No. Yeah. So, we'll get to that uh, real quick here. I do want to throw some shout-outs. Uh, first off, I want to plug our good friend Ronald Zerigian, Mr. Skelly Vader himself. As most of you know him on Facebook, he does the excellent uh, dioramas. Uh, he does the uh, Motu Misfits the, on those wood panels. Um, mm-hmm. I know I got a few. I think you have one, don't you, Sean?
0: He gifted Delicious. us uh, yeah, when we right. started yep. our show. He gifted us. I have a merman. From him. That's right. That's right. So, yeah,
1: wonderful artist, great guy, and he is in a contest right now on DIYHero.org. Vying for a grand prize of 25000 to use towards his hobby. So, you know, make it. he wants to kind of expand in woodworking and everything. Um, it's got a great write-up on the website. I got the link down below. Uh, click over there. It's free to vote for him. The whole thing runs for two weeks. I think we're about day five or so. So get in there, vote for him. Everybody gets one free vote daily. So every day, click back on and help him out. And then you can also get extra votes if you donate to the American Lung Association. So help out a good cause and help out a good guy. Win-win, in my opinion. So get mm-hmm. over there and vote for him. Link down below. Um, secondly, also to do with voting... If you notice, we got mm-hmm. go up top. Yeah, here. there's a
0: theme here. <laughs> we are
1: in the midst of Legends of School presents mo to March Madness. For most of you that are familiar with the NCAA basketball world, they run their famous, uh, March Madness tournament during the month of March. Uh, we kinda hijacked that theme, but we decided to use classics action figures. So we came up to, with the help of our Legendati group, that's right, I use the D, uh, to help whittle all of the Classics figures, over 200 of them, down to a Sweet 16, which is now vying for who will be crowned champion of the Classics action figures. So um, let me pull that up right quick here, and I will actually tell you who the Sweet 16 are. Uh, so we've got, for our Sweet 16, we've got, these are all the classics action figures. So, Evil Lynn, Rantlore, Clawful, the original He-Man, Too Bad, Moss Man, Whiplash, Beast Man, Trapjaw, Leech, Snake Armor He-Man, Fisto, Merman, Buzz Off, New Adventure Skeletor, and God Skeletor. So, they are gonna. They each have a matchup every day for this first week. There are two games a day. The first game is live right now, and that <clears throat> excuse me, that is uh, Evelyn versus Ratlore. So you guys get to help decide which of these two classics figures will move on to the second round of the Mar- Motu March Madness. Really simple way to to decide head over to our Legends of School Podcast Facebook group or onto our Instagram account Legends, at Legends of Grayskull Podcast. And just comment there who you want to advance. The, each game will last for 24 hours, and then a winner will be declared. Well, approximately 24 hours because, you know, I get distracted. But it should be a <laughs> lot of fun And you guys get to decide. So for the first week starting today, Wednesday, March 16th, hopefully I get this episode out today. It depends on how much, how many F-bombs Sean drops and how much editing I have to do. But, uh, yeah. So we'll have, we got the morning game and we have an afternoon game every day from now through Saturday. And then tune in. We're going to go live either Sunday or Monday. We'll be sure to announce ahead of time and we'll recap each round of the tournament. As it progresses, so should be a lot of fun. Help us get the vote out, help decide your champion out of these Sweet 16 of Classic figures. And as Manny Gonzalez pointed out, if you have a Facebook and an Instagram, you know, feel free to vote on both of your accounts. So,
0: mm-hmm. twofers,
1: twofers, rock that vote. <laughs> All right, I think that's all my plugs. Sean, you got anything uh new recent you want to you want to plug show off? Well, anything. Now's the time. I got I got
0: Well, he almost fell up. Yeah, this bad boy the other day.
1: Oh, yes, the CGI He was action figure of Trap Jaw.
0: He was one that I really wanted to get my hands on mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm a fan. I love this design. I, I actually I hope they do a Cronus at some point.
1: Yeah, I think I think I, I really like his design
0: too. I mean they're they're doing Adam, so they might as well go oh, for I'll it. Go. But then, hey uh, you
1: cannot hold that up to the screen and not shoot that missile at it. Come on. It's, I'll it's do our, it in
0: a second. Cause it's cause our want, thing. This one's the one I'm most excited, excited Oh, he got about. something ready? else too.
1: Oh, he's got, got his CGI He-Man a battle a top cat. Battle Cat. Nice. I
0: got a Battle Cat. I went into Target, and they had a they had four of them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're doing this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, here we go. I'll do the shooting here. Here we go, the action. Get it beat- in there. Or, action power attack. Here. There we go. There we go. And
1: he doesn't have the ability Across to the stop realm. the show over there. <laughs> They actually, most of them work pretty well. I think Ram Mams is the only one I've been disappointed in. Everyone else actually does a decent job,
0: and, uh... It's just kind of fun, it being... Nah, I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna have him help me co-host, but no.
1: (laughs) It's kind of fun with those that they went the, the Manual route instead of Mm spring-loaded, um... I'm sure it's to help keep the cost down and the regulations and everything else, but I don't know. It's it's kind of a fun throwback because back in the day, yeah, we had spring-loaded stuff, but not everything was. And it the toy industry kind of seemed to get to a point where everything was spring-loaded,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. Ah, just kind of refreshing to see something different. But they're great yeah,
0: representations. I mean, honestly. I never would have thought I'd want to pick these up, but after I got them for my son, now I'm like, well, geez, these are fun enough that I want to put some of these favorites at least on my, on my shelf. I don't need it. I don't know if I need everybody, yeah. but, uh, Thanks. I mean, um, uh, like man at arms is kind of like, a, eh, maybe I'll get them. Maybe I won't. Yeah. But if I see, um, uh, obviously manny faces. He's he's a must have at this yes. point. So,
1: Man, I think yeah. Manny faces and Orca were my two must haves. Mm-hmm. Like they're just on body. and
0: Adam. Now that I know the Adam it, looks with nice. With him, it's like I, mm-hmm. I I would like him because again, if it captures the look of the show, and since how much I like the show, it's yeah. Like, well, there you go. It makes yeah. me it makes me happy to have that. You yeah, know? Been, it's, it's just like a being a kid again. You have that representation right there. Of, what you love from the cartoon you're watching or whatever.
1: And that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to get every unique character. I don't need all the mm-hmm. variants. You know, like like I said, I got the bike He-Man and Skeletor and Man Arms. So I don't feel a need to get the the, the single-carded ones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, Power Grayskull He-Man, I got that because he's translucent and I'm a sucker, but you know... So that's kind of where i'm like if i can get a representation of each character i'm good so
0: now, see the one the one thing that they're putting out and i've seen it now uh they're doing that two pack yeah yeah. and it also comes with one uh, with those uh, drones the, yep that skeletor uses so there's a part of me looking at that and going yeah, do i ever want this do i not because that's kind of fun that i mean there are paint variations and it's like the 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 energy ruins ruins i should say not ruins ruins yep. are on he-man's uh arms and stuff and then skeletor's painted a little bit i think it's all arm is yellow now or something yeah it's, it's glowing with stuff. Like the havoc power. yeah yep. the havoc power yeah so that one's one where i'm like because eh, i i um i said it before but i like that uh the, the Ground Ripper He-Man is the, uh, the yep. 2000X color scheme a little more. So that was like, that'll be my version. But then I ended up picking up the normal <laughs> version anyway. Right. And then I just was like, all right, fine. I'm in <laughs> for a, I'm in for a pounding on this, but fine. I'll take it. So uh,
1: you gotta love it. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> I got a box in the mail yesterday from our wonderful friend, oh. Jesse Arnold. And he did, uh, he did decorate it up there a little bit. Cabal above all. Look at that. He is—he's definitely becoming indoctrinated. And you realize? Oh, he—he he has like he, completely he, us to blame. You realize that, right? Like yeah, everything, I, every path I, he's going down.
0: He. It, what's What's funny is he, he started looking at the line by himself, but I went over to his place uh, like last summer. There was this one night we were hanging out and we were going through Big Bad Toy Store on our phones going, Hey, here's a Mythic Legions guy I want. Here's this one. Here's this one. And we were just doing that the whole night and, and maybe start like getting my feet wet into maybe I'll start wanting to pick some of these up. And now he's getting shirts from Legions Lair with his name on it. Yep, and yep. He's going to all the comic or the, the toy conventions and ch- and chasing after the horsemen just like, uh, okay. Steve Bashotti is half the time. It's like, my God, he's he's in for it.
1: So, well, not only that, but like my wife is going to kill me. He became a patron yeah, of them. He got yeah, like yes, <laughs> yes,
0: yes. <laughs> he hugged Steve at Zolocon just as much as I did. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Basically, the uh, the same path we've gone down, and we're just, yes, we're, we're yeah. sucking him down it.
0: Uh, ah. he, he, usually, he and I follow each other in certain places when it comes to geek them so it doesn't surprise me. So yeah, so from so just you got a lot of stuff. Yeah, he, uh, is, this what, uh, is this from the con?
1: Yep, he hooked me up. We got uh, from Zolocon. He picked me up the uh, skeleton, another skeleton legion builder, so that grows. Yep, uh, I got my first orc legion builder, which is one that I was after the sale. I'm kind of like, man, I wish I'd gotten a little bit more, and uh, mm-hmm. so let me pick that up, and then uh, Vorthog. Who was nice? I regret that I never picked up out of the Aerith Wave. So, I think I now have most of the Aerith Wave. Um, Same here. Yeah, really. And really, the only one I'm still kind of after is Magnus. So, uh, and then he also- wants
0: Magnus now, huh?
1: Yeah, I thought that's I told- a surprise. I, thought I told you
0: that. No, because you said you didn't like any of the human characters for yeah, so long. But
1: then I opened the night. Remember?
0: Yeah, but I to didn't my know you Magnus then i yeah. pay attention to your post. I could have sworn I put that in the message that I wanted I I, I think you did, but I I was thinking Borathog and then all of a sudden when you say Magnus, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You're now getting into my territory where human characters are okay, too. This yeah. is interesting. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, you can't mm. open a figure
0: on <laughs> Mythic Legions.
1: Um, and, and then, of course, Jesse, just being the good guy that he is, he also threw in a Cabal sticker Mm -hmm. which yeah another another shameless plug here but yeah guys if you're a mythic legions fan and you're not in the cabal there's really no reason not to it's it it is a mostly fun group it's got its drama like every group but if Mm -hmm. you're into mythic legions it is the place to be
0: um yeah i mean the the, real quick about the cabal if you want to see what the extent of this line is you could follow some of the people in there and see what they do with these figures. Cause they don't have to just be the figures you buy. You could, they, they turn them into something. Yep. Yep. Where you're like, how, where can I buy this? You can't. It's one. There's this version and that's it. And it will make you appreciate the line even more. Absolutely.
1: And then he also was nice enough to gift me yep. a horseman, uh, sword. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it does it have another name or is it just the horseman sword?
0: I think it's just the horseman sword, so, but I could too. be wrong. But, yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. sword with the,
1: the four horsemen horse head logo as the hilt there. Um, mm. Beautiful piece. One of those I've kind of eyed here and there. And then he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to send you one. And I'm like, all right.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, They were guy. giving them out at the table when you bought something, which uh, he... He was in front of me. He's like, "I just got the sword for free," and then I, I got my stuff. I'm like, "I don't think they gave me a sword." I come home. I'm like, "They
1: gave me a sword." That's yeah, cool.
0: so, yeah, I got one too. Yeah, it's very nice of them. So, so,
1: I appreciate Jesse, and I can't wait to to bust those open. And like, yeah, warthogs even better. That's the problem. It's getting them in person. It's always the problem because I can look at pictures on the internet all day long and go, nah, I don't need him." no, I don't need him, but then you get, you see him in person, and it's like yeah, I need him
0: <sighs> well, I was like that about goblins and yeah. now I have I I got the goblin legion builder, and I actually have, I should be getting a nook nook pretty soon, uh, through a deal and I want Knox really bad, so there you go
1: nice. <laughs> I can't win and that's how it goes
0: exactly
1: Alright, so why don't we pop on over and discuss some news. So, as most of you know, la- oh, no, on our mini-sode, we talked about this image. Coming to your collection with five silhouettes. So, uh, yeah, so far we had... Obviously, in the middle there was 2000X He-Man, and then the to the right of him, well, to the right of us, left of him, uh, is an Origins Tila, which I know we both speculated, now I said it could be either 2000X Teela because of the sword, and I don't remember what you said. Did you have?
0: I figured it probably was a Tila, but I, I wasn't sure. Oh, and I, I said it was, it was it, anti-attorney, maybe, because we were starting yeah, to get yeah, anti-attorney yeah. with some of these figures.
1: And then towards the end of our discussion, I threw out that maybe it was the rumored uh, Tila Zor 2-pack, which, yes, it, mm-hmm. did. it did turn out to be the Tila Zor 2-pack, and she does have the 2000X sword. You know, it's basically yep. the same color scheme. I think the gold's a bit shinier on her, but that seemed to be about the mm-hmm. only difference. So, yesterday... And we'll come back to this image in a minute here at the end. But, yesterday, we did get treated to a new picture. Which is the new Masterverse Villains! Yeah. So, they they released that one with the heroes, which we talked about on the mini-sode. Go check that out. Um, of the Origins. So, now we have the new Masterverse Villains... And I was surprised because there is actually a lot of new stuff here. So we've got the Masterverse New eternity Jitsu. we got Masterverse Hordak. Mm-hmm. We've got... Well, these are all Masterverse, so I guess I can stop saying that. But we've got a Catra, a Beastman, and a CGI Skeletor. So... Mm-hmm. Um, not going to specifics yet, but were you surprised by how much they showed off yesterday?
0: I was because I figured that those initial, those silhouettes were just going to be, this is the next wave and be done with yes. it. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, so how many waves are we getting past, you know, what they showed? And apparently every time they do something so far, Monday and Tuesday... They keep saying, stay tuned, the rest of the week we'll have more reveals, so apparently right. we're just going to keep getting a flood of these throughout the week.
1: Well, I guess that's it, because after, so, yeah, after the surprised. Origins picture came out, because that had the Sun Man three yep. figures, and then, you know, the two that were teased, and then they also showed King Randor, so I was kind of expecting one like that, with like all, so okay, so that was the Masterverse, or the Origins reveal, now we have the Masterverse reveal. But the fact that they specifically just revealed the villains... You know, mm-hmm. with more than what was teased, was, you know, significantly more than what was teased, was interesting. Yeah. So let's jump through one by one here. So first up, we have Masterverse Jitsu. And I've got to say, I don't recall if they confirmed it or not, but i got to say that this has to be part of the new Eternia line. Because while he sports his regular armor, he's also got a face mask, Mm -hmm. um, a a bigger gauntlet, and he's got a new waist piece. So, so of course, he comes with his classic katana blade and a vac metal golden fist.
0: Yeah. Thoughts? Um, I, honestly, I... I do miss the way that... With um, Classics. Mm-hmm. He had personality in his expression. This, he's very blank expression. But... The thing that I like about it on the other side is... They're giving you stuff you never got before with that figure. Yeah. And now you're making them into this version of him versus... Like, uh, 2000X had their specific version of it, even though it was a staction. Yep. And, uh, you know, Class... Or classics did their thing vintage did their thing origins so i can appreciate that because the fact that he has the face piece is interesting that kind of makes him feel like scorpion uh for mortal combat a little bit mm-hmm. for me um and then that that uh belt loin piece that they have now it, is interesting and then it makes me go a well, reuse wise are they gonna do that somewhere else to another character or is that just specifically him but, I, I
1: think yeah. that's it. the 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 little additions that they've done kind of help make him a little more unique. Especially if you mm-hmm. consider, by the end of the vintage line, you know Randor reused his armor, and yep. other than that, he's got the fist and a head. Like that's pretty much it that makes Jitsu special. I mean, even mm-hmm. the want to say even the blade was reused by uh, Ninjor. So, so it's just kind of. Uh, they've taken some steps to make him his a more unique character, um, and he does have the new hairstyle with kind of that bun on top. I don't even top know what you, is it. It's I guess, but
0: what, I guess it'd be kind of maybe. I'm but wrong, top knot is usually personal. more of
1: like a round bun. I thought this is yeah. like that flat, flat top knot. I don't know if there's there's probably know. a good name for it that I just don't know. The, uh, the of, funny
0: thing is, the bald man is trying to help you figure out what a hairstyle looks like. So it's it's a blind leading a blind. Trying to lead.
1: Well, that's it. It's, I, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those I haven't seen it. Uh, it's it's more like a sumo wrestler. Like the, yeah, they usually have Which, that.
0: that. That should be given to that uh, the New Origins character because he's he's space sumo. I mean. But he's ninja. It's like, all this stuff is coming to the surface now with these toy lines. It's like, yeah, in the 80s, we didn't know what we were saying. We just put ninja or sumo on something and hope to God it worked for kids.
1: Because back so, in the 80s, ninja go. was awesome. I'm probably going to say it wrong, but it. it but according to sumowrestling.fandom.com, uh, it is the chonmage. It is a form of okay. Japanese topknot. Worn by men, it is commonly associated with the Edo period in samurai and in recent times with sumo wrestlers. It was originally okay. a method of using hair to hold a samurai helmet steady atop the head in battle and became a status symbol among Japanese society. Uh,
2: Interesting.
1: In the traditional Edo era, Chonmage, the top of the head is shaved, the remaining hair is oiled and waxed before being tied into a small tail folded onto the top of the head. So, yeah, that's kind of, they kind of made a ponytail and folded it up. That's a good way of describing mm-hmm. it for our audio mm-hmm. listeners. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like I said, they've taken some steps to kind of make them a bit more unique. In my opinion, this is the weakest of the reviews. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, Jitsu has never been, like, a fan favorite of mine, so I'm sure that plays a part in it, but... Um, it's one of those it's like he looks good but he's not a must have for me
0: yeah they, honestly like the vintage classics and 2000X were that was more like ooh mm. like visually stunning and this one for me is definitely like a few steps down from that it, just the way I think when I think jitsu I think more in you know classics or or 2000X I guess and This is like, we're getting them, that's cool, but it's also weird, like you said, is it New Eternia, or is it just their version of Jitsu? Because he didn't show up in Revelation, so this is like a whole open world idea of, okay, what are we doing with this figure now? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I, that's why I gotta kind of go to New Eternia, because that's like, those have been the subsets revealed so far. Like, he doesn't Mm -hmm. really fit into Anything else. I guess the closest would be that the 2000X Staction did kind of have a similar waist, you know, that rope belt with the, the pads, but, mm-hmm. but then they've changed enough, so I, I think it's going to be New Eternia.
2: But mm-hmm.
1: Time will tell. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, next up we have the ruthless leader of the evil horde, Hordak. This one took me completely by surprise. Um, number one, that he he is blue with the white face, uh, he, and, and and the accessories. So he comes mm-hmm. with the cape, which they have been doing amazing work with those capes. The the fabric on this line. He comes with two alternate hands. He comes with the arm cannon with a blast effect with that robotic. Uh, three-fingered pincer hand that he has in a lot of the She-Ra episodes. Uh, Mm -hmm. He comes with a crossbow with a cool energy effect on it, and he comes with the bat shield. Wow. (laughs) This one, this one blew me away. Like, this is a must-get for me. You know I love my Filmation Hordak. This one is very much that. Um... Along with the cape and everything, but, and I love, I love the crossbow, which I'm not a huge fan of the Horde crossbows, even though I loved them as a kid, they just, but something about the way they did that, where, kinda of what we all did, cause the crossbows popped, but they didn't actually shoot anything, so we all kinda of imagined that they were shooting, like, energy blasts. But the way they actually mm-hmm. did it, where it looks like an energy arrow, like, cocked in there, and the like, mm-hmm. eyes glowing, I thought that was a really neat effect um, that is kind of what I imagined happening as a kid.
0: Mhm I'm wondering are they gonna have him more like uh, the way they did like trap jaw and triclops where he's a deluxe figure. Or is he going to yeah. just be, here he is, and they're just going to have the stuff in the box, in, That's, the, in the standard box? It's a lot of stuff to come with. I
1: thought about that. I, I'm leaning towards he's probably going to be a deluxe, that slightly higher price, price point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, There was somebody that did a uh, comparison, and I, I wish I, I had the photo up right now. I saw it earlier today. They, they showed... Um, the the SDCC Hordak from Classics that was the Filmation color scheme, then they showed uh, Classics Hordak, then they showed the Super Seven Hordak that they came out with, then they showed um, uh, what was it Mondo, and then they showed this one, and yeah, this one I think for at least the face sculpt is a little like oh for me the face doesn't wow me, but the amount of stuff in it is like, oh, if even if the face doesn't wow you, like I, we had the same problem with uh, uh, Origins He Man and, and Skeletor when they those came out, and then they had different versions that came out later that looked better. It's like you know, it, maybe there is a chance they'll do a different he and swap the head off or something. Maybe because I... it just feels to me like his head is almost like pushed from the sides; it's almost too narrow looking compared <clears throat> to the way that I view him. From like the original, also filmation and everything else,
1: I feel they used a blend honestly of the Netflix um, yeah, Shira, Hordak, and Hordak like it's not it's not quite either, but there are definitely yeah. some design elements that it seems like they pulled from that with like you said, the face is a little slimmer. The eyes, I think, are a little narrower. I think that that's a mm-hmm. good way to describe it. But uh, but honestly, it kind of works for me. And I felt Hordak was one of the best design characters out of that Netflix She-Ra series. So, oh
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, he's a must get. Absolutely. <laughs> and the ener- the energy effects translucent on that crossbow too.
0: So. Well, there you there- Sold, right there. Uh, <laughs> I know how you are about it. I will.
1: Uh, next up, we've got Ketra. This is the yeah. one where I was like, wow, really, we're going there. Mm-hmm. Like, we knew they were going to launch that She-Ra subset. You know?
2: Mm-hmm. And you
1: know what? It just occurred to me. Maybe this hordeck is gonna be in the She-Ra subset and then they release the Grey Hordeck in you know, the the He Man
0: subset. It's possible.
1: You know? Cause they're I guess that's kinda with them doing She-Ra, I didn't expect them to do a whole wave of She-Ra. Mm-hmm. Like I just figured it's like, alright here's She-Ra, then maybe you know, then maybe we get Katra or Glimmer or like, you know, peppered throughout. Mm-hmm. But with these two reveals now, and the fact that we've seen leaked images of a Shira, and we've also seen some less reputable le- leaked images of a Frosta, it kind of leads me to believe, like, hey, there's going to be a whole wave of mm-hmm. Shira figures, which I, I just, I never thought about. I never expected them to do
0: this. Yeah. But uh... yeah, it'll be. It, it, uh, I mean who knows by the end of the week we might even know she was on her way for all we know
1: <laughs> we'll get to speculation right at the end but yeah i'm on the, I'm on yeah. the same mindset but yeah to, back to Catra here uh so and here's the other surprising thing again okay Hornet came in blue like that's that's a mm. pretty that's a pretty easy variant to do without even stepping on NBC dreamWorks or Universals Toes, whoever they are now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But this Catra is pure filmation. She is in her red outfit. You know, the skirt, the 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 red cat mask with the green eyes, the black hair, purple cape. Mm-hmm. Um, now she does come with the toy inspired cat shield, which looks great, and they made it bigger. Which I love because mm-hmm. those She shields yeah, say that three times. she shields were always, they were a small shield, and Classics continued them in that scale. I actually like the bigger-looking shield here. It looks more effective, more battle-ready. Yeah, um, and then indeed. she also comes with this staff, which is silver with a green jewel on top, which I want to say is from something, but I can't place it i want to say it's probably from a filmation episode or maybe a mini comic or magazine i it looks so familiar to me but my mind just cannot place it
0: Hmm. yeah i i was actually like you i was i was pretty surprised out of anybody who were gonna see her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but it, the, the thing is, like, um there are people out there that are like, oh, you could put these in with classics. And it, it you know, they, they kind of blend in in that way. And so when I saw that one, I'm like, my God, that, that is, that's a really good case in point when you yes. see her. And it, uh, like you said, there is that leaked Frosta image that's out there. It's like, when you look at some of those, it's like, man, those actually, They could pull off being right there on your shelf with classics, and you have no problem if you don't want to buy the uh, classics if they're too expensive now. Right. But yeah, she she looks like there is nothing about her that I looked at and said this isn't right or this makes me a little. It all of it was like yeah, that's Catra. There's no way around it, and I was I was pretty impressed by that.
1: And I am someone who never managed to get a Catra figure from Classics, and that's exactly what I thought when I saw. I'm like, I get to get a Catra figure to fit into my collection for $22. And I think mm-hmm. she's easily up over 100 now, the classics version. So mm-hmm. it's a win-win in my opinion. But yeah, I'm loving her. The only thing that gives me hesitation is that they don't show her with the mask up. Now, I, I mm. not to say that it doesn't go up, but I'm just a little nervous that it doesn't. You know what I mean?
0: So... As I, long as I can I would, set
1: that atop the head, I'll be good.
0: I would probably look at the Jitsu figure and go, well, they showed that that comes off of his mouth, that faceplate that he has, so I'm, I'd say you're maybe better than 50/50 shot of that's something you just pop on and pop off just like classic. Yeah. Yeah, but if, I agree. If, they didn't show an alternate head. But right? if you, or at least, you know, an unmasked one.
1: If you zoom in, I do believe there is a shadow, like, on her, on her cheeks. So, it, like, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't look sculpted to her face, mm-hmm. at least. So that gives me, um, uh, reason, good, good reason to believe that it's removable, but I, I would also love to see a picture of it moved. <laughs> um and then next up, last up, no, the second to last, we have The Beastman. Mm Mm-hmm. what you think about Beastman?
0: I... Beastman... I'm just gonna say, Beastman is one of those characters that, in my mind, I have this version of how I feel he should be, Mm -hmm. and the closest I ever saw was 2000X, and this one is like... It's almost like a hodgepodge of Masterverse and and 2000X kind of had a weekend away in Vegas. And this, <laughs> this is the version of that you get. And I I, I like aspects of it, but I, I I like that there is this fur trim you could put on them now. So there is that like, like a pelt. Yeah. It, it looked like there was like this fur piece. I don't yeah. have it in front of my face, unfortunately, but there's there a, a fur piece that does add a little something to it, which I think is fun. Um, I I Actually, I like it more than not, but like I said, just in my own headcanon, it doesn't fit in. But with what we've seen so far, I want to see him in scale. That's the other thing. They don't really have him next to another figure. He looks like he'll be a little bigger, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think... Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell when they're on the podium if that's actually in scale or not, but he's definitely Mm -hmm. wider like, he's wider yeah. than Catra, obviously, even wider than Hordek and Jitsu. Um, the legs look more muscular. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a good looking figure. Like you said, it's got that fur pelt with the, mm-hmm. the harness that's very inspired by the original Mark Taylor concept art. And then it comes with that, that helmet that looks like the bear head of that concept art, which is kind of interesting, right? Because you think mm-hmm. if they were gonna go there, that they'd just do that as a head, but instead they do it as like a helmet piece for Beastman, mm-hmm. which is an interesting interpretation. Um, but the fact that you get those pieces to kind of make him look a bit more like that concept art, but then you also get everything to make him look like the vintage Beastman. You get the the toy ish you know harness you get the shoulder pads you get an excellent head you know i even kind of like how they updated the loincloth with that little beast piece of fabric with like the rune symbols on it yeah you know i
0: like that too he's yep.
1: got the whip he's got the bulk he's got he's got everything you can make him the version of Beast Man you want him to be oh and then he comes mm-hmm. with that that spiked bat as well so mhm
0: um, Which is the first time he's come with an alternate weapon yep. that I could think of, right? He, he's yep. always had the whip otherwise. Yeah, yep,
1: exactly. So, yeah, he looks like a massive brute of a figure. And again, as someone who doesn't have a Classics beast man, I think this will look really good on the shelf with my Classics collection. You know? And that's... That's kind of seems to be the niche that they wanted to start this Masterverse line off as, and like for me, the Revelation figures don't quite fit in there. But what no. they're doing now is really starting to hit those points where it's like, okay, this can be my Beastman.
0: I love the Revelation
1: mm-hmm. Beastman, but that is clearly Revelation Beastman. Like this mm. one, I can do him upright and have him be the Beastman on my shelf.
0: Yeah, when, when they revealed the, uh, images of that yesterday, I did see there were, there was somebody in one of the groups that he said this was an easy pass for him because the revelation Beastman is the one that he wants the most. And I just kind of sat there scratching my head. I'm like, that's your opinion. And there's nothing yep. wrong with that. But I'm like, my version of Beastman will always have, he will have like the harness on yep. him and Sometimes, all that yeah. stuff. And it, uh, you know, it's like that, that's part of what made him so, he, he looks, he looks just menacing with that on, and it, right. it it plays up like the main... like you know, he's the king of the beasts in absolutely. that way. And you know, it's like Revelation did their thing, but it, it, that design never really worked for me compared to give me the traditional version. So, absolutely agreed. And
1: last up, we have, you yeah, know, I guess you could say big surprise, but that we also kind of called it. We have CGI He-Man in the Master of the Universe Skeletor done in the Masterverse style. And obviously it was teased right from the beginning that they were going to do CGI characters in the Masterverse style. And we were all very curious as to how they would do it. Mm-hmm. And I think they nailed it. They, mm-hmm. it is not just the masterverse aesthetic painted in cgi colors or anything like that there is definitely a lot of new pieces on here and it it's got that chunky pixar ripoff mm-hmm. aesthetic so mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful
0: mhm yeah i i what what is it that the girls do the squee thing that they do when they're excited I literally did that in my car when I saw the photo yesterday (laughs) because I had no idea. We knew we were going to get him as in, as in CGI characters. We didn't know we were going to get Skeletor this quickly. Right. And when I saw it, I'm like, this is exactly what I was hoping they would do with this. Mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't be happier because again, you know, like I classics wise, I have all the figures I want. I'm not really worrying about, uh, getting, master verse to fill in any holes i have yep so that's why that line has not done it for me the way i was thinking it would but now this is finally like the minute i see that i'm gonna be like jumping to the peg ripping it off and running to the register uh, these new figures like i showed off trap jaw at the beginning and, and battle cat and everything they're great But for me, being who I am, this is exactly what I was waiting to see if they would, if they could knock it out of the park or not. And they absolutely did with this image.
1: Absolutely, the little detail, the paint is phenomenal. All the little, the havoc energy on the havoc staff, you know, on Skeletor's neck, the the Mm -hmm. belt piece, the the skeletal hand, like it all looks phenomenal. They even have the chain. Going from the, the Havoc staff to Skeletor's yep. wrist as we see, uh-huh. you know, end of season one into season two. Where he's, you know, fully committed, chained everybody to the power of Havoc.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it, it's phenomenal. It, every every single level that I could have hoped that they would do to, with this, they did. And for me being who I've been ever since they put out Origins and every all this other stuff. Yep. I was like, just watch. There'll be something about this that even I'll be like, oh, come on, you almost got it. And it's like, very first time I can look at it and go, you got yep. it. That's amazing. Yep. I can't, so and cross I can't fingers. See he man time. works too. Yes. Exactly. That I, I hope this week we see a He Man at least for that part. And I'm hoping that God they knock that one out of the park too. Because if they got the two of them going, I I am going to be so pumped, especially with Trap Jaw. Yeah. Trapjaw is one of my absolute favorite designs on the entire series. So if they can pull him and Beast Man off, oh dear lord, you got my money right there. So.
1: Alright, so let's yeah. go back to the original teaser for a minute here. So coming to your collection, five silhouettes. We got 2000X He-Man in the middle. We've got to his left, our right, we've got the Tila Zor 2-pack. Mm-hmm. And then on the lower podium, I think we have we are confirmed that that was Jitsu. Jitsu, so, yeah. Um, to, yep. the, to our left of 2006 He-Man, still saying that's Sun Man, which I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. see in the next reveal, because we got Origins, we got Masterverse Villains, so I have no doubt that our next reveal is Masterverse Heroes. Mm-hmm. Now, that figure Agreed. on the far left... I called that, well, I think we were all over the place. We were throwing Beastman out, we threw Skeletor out, I think we even threw CGI Trapjaw out there. Mm Mm-hmm. After the reveals yesterday, I personally called it as, okay, that was Skeletor. Sean is not convinced of that.
0: Not at all. Because Skeletor, he has the skeleton hand, and that hand on that figure is big. And it's also in the exact wrong position than what they revealed yesterday because they've been keeping him in the positions they revealed him in. So they're... No, 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 no. Jitsu is not in the same position.
1: If you look at Jitsu, he's he's got his hand up, he's facing towards Tila, and he's got the sword is going across like his knee, like he's holding the sword down. And the picture they revealed has Jitsu holding the sword up in the opposite direction.
0: All right. So I'm they have not. They and, have I, not. He man have been the same. I think. So I think there, they were in the same position. Um, but that hand is way too big for that skeleton hand because his skeleton <sighs> hand is is smaller and slender compared to the the big havoc or the big fist that would be with the havoc staff that they have. And but there's, but, hang on. there's I'm, ga- I'm going to argue you it. point by so point here.
1: But on this picture, we cannot see his other hand, the one that would be holding the havoc staff. That is off behind the curtain. Remember, he cuts off at the shoulder.
0: Yeah.
1: So I yeah. mean, we are already questioning the scale on these things, you know, especially yeah. with the Photoshop. So to me, that cu- that hand could be smaller than the hand we can't see. Look, I'm doing it on my camera right now. You see what I'm saying?
0: But I understand, but I feel like that the hand that you're seeing in the silhouette is still too large for what you're seeing on the skeleton hand that they are going to have there. Cause no matter what that hand in all the versions I have, which the 5.5 no. and the 8.5 inch one, that hand is always smaller. Right. It's, it's the more petite of the two hands that he has no matter what. It's petite.
1: <laughs> Agreed. I'm just saying. I think. I think so, the the images getting spliced together here could be messing with mm, the that scale.
0: Um, That's it, possible.
1: Were, what was your last point? I'm sorry, I cut you off because I wanted to get to that. There,
0: there's thing like uh, he stands upright and he doesn't have the hunch, the way that the, I feel like there's a hunch there, and you're only seeing bits of like hairs coming out the top of that hunch of where the hair would be on the figure. So I'm still, I'm still figuring it could be a CGI Beastman or there has been, uh, a leaked thing that possibly it could be another version of Beastman somehow with, I don't see why there'd be another version of Beastman, uh, when we already have the version of Beastman that we talked about right. on this episode. So the other option is I guess, I guess no. I still think it's CGI something, because those hands are so big, and right, that is okay. definitely a trademark of those figures it feels in feels like, series.
1: It feels like a CGI aesthetic, I completely agree there, but mm-hmm. that's my thing, so, but if they've revealed the Masterverse villains today, like, the only thing I can think of left to reveal is the Masterverse heroes. Mm-hmm. And to me, that silhouette does not fit the heroes at all.
0: I don't know, because the other thing, too, is... Unless it's a new Eternia if, hero. It, well, there, there's a potential of that, or there is a potential that maybe they're not revealing everything, even if they're doing the reveals. Because the the way I'm looking at it is, okay, if we have Hordak and we already have Catra, that's 2 sheer possibilities. Yeah. And then if we have Frosta, potentially, and maybe Shira, that's two heroes and villains for that wave. So if they're doing CGI, then the chances of, if they do He-Man, and my guess would be Teela, just throwing it out there, or, or Man-at-Arms or ram Man, You could have any of those be the two for the CGI, and then do Beast-Man and Skeletor for the evil yeah. CGI. I guess I,
1: I guess I just don't see how they would not reveal all... Because that's the thing, right? Because they've revealed more than what's on this teaser image. So I don't mm-hmm. see why, out of all those figures, they would have put one on there that they're not going to reveal.
0: You know what I mean? Like, Well, the other option is, uh, yes, on Monday, they had all the heroes and one villain on the Origins. So that's maybe the next one will be a Masterverse, all heroes, and then it's CGI Beastman also showing maybe, up or something. Maybe. I don't know. I'm curious. And I I actually I will say I think it's Beastman over Trapjaw because Trapjaw doesn't have any kind of jagged things on the left side of him because that's all just him.
1: Here's so something. and there's like I'm
0: horns gonna, or something.
1: I'm gonna throw something out here. That just, sure, so. that just <laughs> occurred to me as we're talking here. Because I agree with you. I, I Originally, I was just like, oh, that had to have been Skeletor for all the reasons I've already mentioned. Looking at it now, okay, I could still see it being Skeletor, potentially, obviously, different pose. But my mind went to Beastman when I saw it right away, as well. Mm-hmm. My mind's still circling around Beastman they released the, delu- the deluxe, I don't know, deluxe, but the New Eternia Beastman that they're doing. hmm So I'm gonna throw out, knowing they already put one Beastman out, knowing that Masterverse Heroes has to be next, that is New Eternia Mossman.
0: Oh. I, you went way on, on a different route than what I was saying. Well, okay. Think about it, he's as shared a body uh, type with Beast Man yeah. in
1: almost every iteration, especially toy-wise.
0: Yeah.
1: that Those spikes that we're seeing could easily be the roots, you know. 2000X did a lot of the roots coming off of him. You know, yeah. obviously, uh, Revelation did that. You know, that could be yeah. why his legs don't match up, because one of them has the, the wood shin guards coming up off him. The mm-hmm. hands, the arms look like they have things coming off. Those are his little sprout wings. And mm-hmm. he would, if you're going traditional moss man, he would be very similar to a Beastman.
0: Did not, did not even. I, the way I thought you were going to go was, I, I thought you were going to go, okay, fine, if they already had a Beastman come out, then that's going to be Rekaz. Yeah, but Rekaz. But he's too
1: bulky to yeah, be Rikaz. Rikaz. Rakaz is the biggest transformation in the in the CGI series.
0: I, I agree. Yeah. So so. I ah, we'll see. I I still we'll I'm I'm still figuring it could be a CGI beast man, but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I, I, I did not create the promo, it so sh- I don't. Know. It should be today, and obviously
1: we got that Masterverse Sunman that still needs to be revealed. So again, another tick as to Masterverse yep. heroes should be coming next. Whether we see anything else beyond that, you know, who knows, so. Yep. All right. Let's switch back over. All right, guys, that's all the new toy news. So now let's get into our big thing for today hour in, we're getting to our big thing. But, that's how we roll here at Legends of Grayskull. <laughs> so, today, we are talking about Season 2 of the CGI He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, streaming now exclusively on Netflix. So, Sean, first, uh, obviously, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. From this point forward, you don't want to be spoiled? Stop listening um, and come back to us after you've seen it. So obviously we were both really looking forward to this. Last season ended with Skeletor taking over the throne of Eternos. Excuse me. Uh, and then, you know, him enslaving the royal army. The heroic warriors getting split up uh, with... Orko and Tila guarding King Randor back in Eternos, and the rest of them getting to the Grey Skull and getting that teleported before Skeletor could destroy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were we were full of speculation about where it would end up. And I do have to say, the beginning of this season was a slow go for me. And I think that's just because they had built everything up so high stakes, so do or die. And it's a problem a lot of series suffer with, where you have a cliffhanger ending that's so mm-hmm. up here. And it's like, okay, but we got to make this next season last eight episodes. So mm-hmm. we got we got to bring it back down a little bit. Whereas, yeah. I know me, I'm ready for boom, boom, boom. Alright, where's Grayskull going? How are they going to get back? How are they going to reunite? Skeletor's going to come after them. And first episode, we get a Sky Race.
0: Yeah.
1: Not that that was a bad episode, but it was just kind of like, you're on the edge of your seat, and
0: we're waiting. (laughs) You know? Yeah, and and, um, we we talked about that, you know. er, Season finales... And then season openings, oh, usually, tough. there's a juxtaposition there every time of... They're not just going to have it like, oh, the heroes are just going to launch an assault on the palace because Skeletor is in there and all that stuff. But, yeah, this one, I agree. It, it caught me unaware yep. that, okay, now all of a sudden... Like, even we we speculated um, at the end of the first season you know the uh Eldris says you know and now a new adventure begins and yes. we we're like are they gonna go there you know and I'm not upset that they didn't but I'm also like okay so now uh, through the previews we knew uh in the trailers we knew that uh, Stratos was gonna show up all of a sudden it's like first episode is just basically here's who Stratos is and stuff and mm-hmm. to be honest I was not the biggest fan of that character when he first showed up because he is so full of ego and so full of himself that it made, it like, uh, the best, the best, uh, example I could give, uh, trying to think of how I, I saw Stratos was he's basically the egotistical Will Smith character in every Will Smith movie yes. that he played when he was in his twenties and thirties. And. Thankfully, we get a bit of a character arc with him throughout the season. And at the end of the season, I can appreciate him on a different level, and I like him so much better. But he is a character that when he shows up, he just chews the scenery constantly. And it, it, it for me, he grounds some things to a halt because the, it, there was no character that did that the way he does on the first season. Like there was n- even Skeletor. Skeletor right. was a ham, but you loved how hammy he was. You loved how over the top he was. That's how Skeletor was played ninety nine percent of the time. But when you have a character like Stratos, then all is like, hey, how you doing, adventure? And all it's like okay in doses, but man, <laughs> the whole episode was just like and 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 the thing was he just kept coming back. And Ram Man being annoyed with him was great because he, she was kind of feeling like how I felt after a certain point. It's like, Adam, get him out of here. It's like, yeah, I don't yeah. blame you. Um, See, I guess, well, let's just let's talk about, we're spoiler-filled, so let's
1: talk about Stratos' character arc throughout this, because I know that's a big point. Like as The show starts off with him. He's cocky. He's full of himself. He takes on he- yeah. and in that Sky Race. I guess for me, um... Like, there was enough sewn in there where I'm like, I need to find out more about this character. Like, I was intrigued with Stratos like, after that first mm-hmm. episode. You know, he mentions he newly became the king. He's very aggressive, very cocky, very full of himself. And so I'm like, okay, where are they going with this? Because that's what mm-hmm. I felt. I, I could kind of see that character arc coming, and I was curious how they would go with it. And, you know, I was speculating initially that Stratos was going to betray the masters of the universe. Like I really felt mm-hmm. they were setting him up for that. He was at he was at odds with Adam, you know. Crass did not like him at all. You know, he was kind of he was that wild card, right? Yeah. And then he goes out and he starts recruiting traditionally evil warriors. Right? He yeah. recruits Mesquitar, Misk- yeah. he recruits Webstore. He recruits Gary the Dragonfly, who is shown as, I don't know if he's shown as a villain necessarily, but he was definitely the antagonist for an episode.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, I know I messaged you after watching that episode where he gets he gets captured by Skeletor, and I'm like, is he under Skeletor's mind control? Is he going to join with Skeletor? Like, mm-hmm. I really felt like they were setting him up to be this, this double-crosser. And it was actually kind of surprising at the end there when he really played a pivotal role in the victory, you know, Mm -hmm. by bringing his team together. So (laughs) (laughs) it was an interesting arc for him. And honestly, I still want to know more. Like, he lets reveal Mm -hmm. that his wings aren't natural. He's an avion by birth, but he doesn't have wings. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, is that like a, a known... Like, just some aren't born without wings, or is that like, you know, uh, disability? Is it like how how normal is that?
2: You know, yeah.
1: how did he win his kingship? He mentions that he won being the the, the kingship. Like so, mm-hmm. so for me, I guess, I guess it worked for me. He got humbled. He became a better person, and I want to know more about his backstory. Like, I I think there's still a lot of intriguing elements left on the table there that I hope we find out more of.
0: Well, he he's one of those characters that until he showed his soft underbelly with the whole thing, you know, him confessing his wings aren't natural, and and he's actually like, you know, what are they going to think of me if they find out I'm not like everybody else and all? It's like that's when you finally got me going. All right. I that's that's interesting and all this bravado and ego. He's is overcompensating. exactly. He's overcompensating for what he he feels he's lacking in order to lead his people. Exactly. But it was it was very like that was just very tiring after one episode. <laughs> and I thought, oh, how many more of these eight are he uh, will he be in? But yeah, him doing that whole thing where he it, it, it almost reminded me of a uh, of Deadpool two. Where he recruits X-Force, it's got this, all of these characters that are these, you know, the, the, the misfits. Yeah. I'm gonna get them all and we're gonna be the thing that saves the day. And I love when he shows up, it's all horribly done and they're all like, they show, um, Yeah, like, I, I like how Web Store takes the place of Man at, Man at Arms in their intro and Web Store shoots out the webbing, like Man at Arms shoots out the box. And he ends up, like everybody gets tied up in his spider webs. They're all hopping around through the rest of their trail. And I'm like, I love that it shows okay. none of these people came together actually, like they trained, the masters trained in the right. first season so they could be a functional group. And he just brings these people together, just figuring I have people will win now. Yes. Oh, who knows? They everybody will fight each other. We'll oh, figure that, it out later. You know? That <laughs> yeah, hey, he does the introductions
1: when he shows up in the final battle. There, they all do like the pose, like the intro yeah. for Adam and everybody, and then it's got the cardboard stratos, cardboard, leather. and the heroic warriors, and like heroic falls off. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I was dying. Uh, it's it's like, like, p- it was great. I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is how you do comedy in a master's. Property, like it's just like we had this huge battle of Avion. The, mm-hmm. the masters are getting their butts handed to them, and then he pops up and does a silly intro. It's like what a great, well-timed tension breaker for the kids, you know. And and it was <laughs> funny. Like that's the thing. It mm-hmm. just it's 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 not derogatory. It's none of that.
0: It's just it's it's humorous. I'm like well, I was dying laughing. Even, even, uh, in that moment, I like the Skeletor when he shows up, Skeletor stops fighting. What am I looking at here? I love that <laughs> that just takes him completely out of it. And I think, uh, what, what you were just saying, it's a great way to segue into this. Comedy. Yes. This, this season for me, and I, I know you heard me about this, but I was shocked at how much of the eight episodes had more comedy than I would have ever expected because the first season the comedy wasn't really like as broad as it is in this it's very much like there are parts of episodes that are filled with them and you're just sitting there going this wasn't how it felt to watch first season like I, I can't think of a specific episode in the first season where it took that much out of it to really do a comedy piece. And here we are in season two where that actually, it rattled me. It actually mm-hmm. made me go like, I don't know if this is going to work for me going forward, depending. They're like crossing a line of balance for me with the story, the tension, the, the characterization and all of a sudden, we have moments like He Man and and Skeletor having to waltz with each other because yep. they're not allowed to be violent on a on a train. No. To, and then we have also Gary the Dragonfly, which yep. is a character that I, I've ranted about personally to Matt. But he's a character that for me, I'm like, why did they go there? Why couldn't they have done? <laughs> uh, my my personal favorite would have been Spider. Have yep. Spider show up, even though that's also then with. A team with web store, which doesn't quite make right. sense. So I get why they didn't maybe go that route, but there's, there's these things where I'm just like, okay, like I don't know why we had to take such a veering I, off into the right or into the left of how comedic this one is, especially right. when the stakes were raised as much as it was at the end of the season.
1: Well, I think, I think that, I think that's directly a part of it, honestly, because like we talked a little bit about, because season one ended on such a high stakes moment, yeah, I feel they kind of overcompensated in the okay, we gotta we gotta bring this back down a little bit, you know. at At the heart of it, this is a show for children. I think the first season did a great yeah. job of having humorous moments. I want a Panther for my or I want a, a Battle cat for my birthday.
0: Bat- you know, battle, they had know. these
1: great moments. But overall, it was an origin story, and Skeletor winning. Like there were some dark moments, you know. Mm-hmm. Y- you told me when your son first saw Snake Mountain, he was literally yeah. creeped out. Yeah. So I think it's the team trying to find the right balance, mm-hmm. and because season one was so high at the end of it, tension-wise, like you can't, you can't keep. That high, that long in a kids show, you know, supernatural. You can get up that high and you can stay that high mm-hmm. for the last five episodes of a season. Great. Yeah. This is for kids. House of Shikodi. You know, we need to interject. You know, cringer hitting a one-liner here and there,
0: right? Or Ram With Man. Yeah. Ram Man. Mm-hmm.
1: Somebody like we have to do something yeah. to break the tension for a minute. Let the kids know. Huh? No, it's okay. They're still cracking jokes. Everything's mm. going to be fine. You know, and I think that's kind of what this was, you know, in the decompressed storytelling era, where instead of a line, you know, to break up Stanley getting wrapped up by Darklings and sucked through a door, which mm-hmm. should freak any kid out, it freaked me out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Instead of one line from Cringer to, to break that tension, okay, out of eight episodes, we got to throw an episode in here to just kind of... You know, oh, okay, like, they're, yeah. it's fun. And I, now, granted, I, I didn't have, I also didn't have the same level of reaction as you did. Um, <laughs> I will say, uh, let's start with He Man Skeletor dancing. Because when I was watching this for the first time, um, obviously, I wake up early in the morning, and I did have to work the day that it premiered. When I got home from work, Before I had to pick the kids up, I did throw on the first episode. Watched the first episode, started the second, ended up dozing off during the second. Not to say it wasn't good, just I was tired. So, I wake up when the alarm goes off that I gotta go get my kids. (laughs) And all I see is He-Man and Skeletor dancing together. Yeah. Okay, I don't even know what episode it's on. I just turned it off, and I go get my kids. And I'm sitting there like, I was thrown by that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, what, "What? where are they going with this? What are they turning this into? I think mean, that was probably the closest mm-hmm. I got to your reaction, was waking up, mm-hmm. out of context, seeing that scene. But then when I got there, in the train episode, and they explained it, you know, mm-hmm. well they, they they have to be nonviolent on the train, otherwise the, the whole train's gonna blow up. You mm-hmm. know, they can't stop the train, they can't be violent. Anything they do that's shown as like any sort of aggression towards a train equals kaboom. And they need that yeah. piece of the sigil of his. And when they get to that room the robots are dancing.
0: Yeah. It yeah. worked for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I don't know what to say. It worked for I'm like, see, yes, it's yes, it's silly, but they gave me a reason.
2: It, it,
1: you know what so I mean? One, and uh, real it, quick, sorry, just... And when He-Man Skeletor to get closer to the sigil piece, twirl me, please. Twirl me, me, please. Twirl yeah. me, please. I mean, that's just... I, I was laughing. I couldn't help it. I'm like, okay. Yes, it's stupid. It's silly. Yeah. But in-universe, it works. And that's that's my biggest thing, always, is does the logic hold up
0: in-universe? What What gets me, I think, more than anything, is I think it wouldn't have bothered me so much if that wasn't the beginning of three episodes in a row where I just sat there going... That's my problem with this season. It's like the first episode, sure. it was a fun adventure episode. You have, you have yeah, you know, the, the race with Stratos. And we get a new power for He-Man, which I wanted to bring up too, because yeah. that was actually really freaking cool with the Surfing on the power sword because of how freaking big that thing gets on the, the show, which is great.
1: Yeah, and but calling I, down the power he, to create the lightning so that he can surf on it, rioting the lightning.
0: You know, right? Yeah, I love it it. And, um, it,
1: it. it gave it limits too. Like he can't just fly, but he's yeah. kind of it's it's more of a kind know, more of an ice man. Even like he creates the ice to surf on. Like he man's creating yeah. the lightning
0: to yeah, surf on, basically. not just.
1: I can't just hang out air in the air like on my power sword.
0: So. Yeah. I will but, say, though, but,
1: before you move on, well, I know a lot of people did, and I did as well. They really messed up because that power sword on the toy attaches to He Man's back with a peg. Yep. And the peg is not the same size as the foot peg. If they had. <laughs> if they, just think about that foresight. Uh, of making the sword so that He-Man can actually like, you can peg it and you can cruise him around.
0: I actually, I want to say, if I remember right, it was Scott Baker. He posted in one of the groups, they, all he did was he just drilled just a little bit yes. into the foot and he got it that he could do that with his He-Man now and he was the happiest person and I'm like, I don't blame you. Yes. But like we have, we have, the next episode is the train and we have the, the in part. Which, that I don't think would have bothered me so much if the next episode wasn't also the Gary the Dragonfly thing. And then the episode after that is then Skeletor's birthday. So, Gary the Dragonfly. I I will say, before we hit that one, I will say that uh, you and some others were the ones to go, look, give that Skeletor's birthday one another look because you're just you're coming out of a streak of these episodes having so much comedy and when I watched that by itself with my son Mm -hmm. like the next day I'm like this actually is a really good episode because it it, not only is it fun to see Skeletor in a situation that he can't get his way out of and he's just dealing with it but Duncan gets the the spotlight, yes. and it's a better episode for him than anything they did in the episode where he he started Orko up in the season right. one. No, so I, uh, completely like that episode more this time around. That that I'll I'll take it away from being too comedic. It is funny, but it's got good moments. Yeah, and but it's yeah, and it's got dragonfly. some. Let's do this. Well, you <laughs> well, we dove a
1: little deeper into Skeletor's birthday, so we'll start there. So yeah, so they start okay. off the episode in the palace, right? And and again, I don't know if it was just the mood I was in that day, but like I was cracking up the whole way through. Like, Skeletor's birthday is one of the top episodes of the season for me. Because I think they really hit the comedy in that, but at the same time, so, you know, it's starting with Skeletor's birthday and he's making everybody give him gifts. And, you know, yep. he's upset about not getting a battle cat. I said I want a battle cat. I said I want a battle cat. Like, why isn't you know? And and think about it from the kids aspect. Like how many birthdays did you have where you're sitting there like These are cool presents, but I didn't get the thing I wanted. Right? Yeah. Like again, for the kids, that's a great like dude I get that skeletor, like you and me, we're you know I got you. So yeah. and then and then the introduction of the 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 Panthor cycle, which mm-hmm. they call Thor. Painthor, series, yes. Which is interesting because I actually had to go check my box and he has that cycle has always been called Painthor. Mm-hmm. With the I in there. I guess because it actually has both. It's got Panthor, and then underneath it's got Painthor. So I was just assuming that, you know, Panthor was the English and then like the foreign language, you know, like it was a dual language box. And there's mm-hmm. a country that calls him Painthor, but apparently mm-hmm. it must be the other way around? I don't know, it's like really weird, because it's got both names on the box there. And then the newer mini one that they made has only the Painthor, which again, I even had that before I saw this episode, and I still never picked up on the Thor part of it.
0: I I like that they did that. I, I still don't have that uh, set, but... I like that they did that, and when he said that on the show, I was like, I wonder if I wonder if that's, you know... It's that was the first thing I did. Or if that was an accident or whatever, so... But I, I, I absolutely love how, you know, Trap does the whole, let me show you this, and yeah. all of a sudden it's like, yeah, and they're trying, it, it's, it's doing the 2000X deal where it's making these accessories actually pay off in this show, so it's not just some random thing that's on the toy shelf, there's actually a reason they put out this motorcycle for Skeletor and it actually works
1: and i i, I like it i like the idea of like you know okay th- not everything in the series has to be a direct like he-man's got a cat skeletor's got a cat like you know what i like mm-hmm. the the vibes, like there's a little bit of all right well he-man's got a cat we'll give skeletor a motorcycle that you know with a cat theme you know yeah um but yeah so then when he you know in the whole Story with the Wishing Stone and Duncan trying to figure out how the teleporter on Grayskull works. And the whole Mm kind of, I mean, just the fact that they made Grayskull in the series. And I know we talked about in Season 1, but they really kind of hit that old magic and technology, you know, Mary aspect. Because, obviously, magic fuels it. Like, that's the power source. But, like, Duncan can work on it. Like, it's, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a technical application of magic. So, mm-hmm. and I really like that, that they've really gotten to the core of Masters, in my opinion, because a lot of this reboot stuff either likes to go really magical or really technological, but this one's like, no, it's, it's both of them. That's the world. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, with Skeletor and Duncan finding themselves in this kind of in-between negative zone... And yeah. realize it like Skeletor is smart enough in the series to realize like, hey, I can't just kill this kid because we've also got to get out of here. And he yeah. got he got the castle here, so I got to be able to get. You know, I, I need him to get out of here. Like Skeletor is not stupid enough to kill his only chance at getting home. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the wish stone. The wish stone is a great plot device. You know, and and it's got limitations. It's one wish per person. Skeletor won't let Duncan use it because he's worried that Duncan will just wish that Skeletor doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. You know? Like
1: <laughs> you know, and so he gets rid of the wish stone.
0: Um mm-hmm.
1: again, like this Skeletor is written so well in this series. He he is fast becoming my favorite Skeletor. I know I was on the fence in season one and he was really high up there, but by the end of the series, he might overtake filmation for me. Because he no, he's just, he's he's smart, he's humorous, he's evil, he's calculating, like uh, you know he's threatening. He's threatening, yeah. but he's he not, but he's not threatening to the point kids. of you know where like like filmation where he'll actually work against himself to not help the heroes. You know, what I mean, he's in this mm-hmm. situation, He's like, oh, well, I got it. I gotta help Duncan because we need to get out of there, and then I'll kill mm-hmm. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's yeah. it, it's so smartly written, and yeah, the the and jokes man. and everything, and the the knowledge, and I was I was cracking up. This episode was one of my tops.
0: Well, I even liked the uh, with that episode. Uh, he's looking around and sizing up what it's like to be in Grayskull, and he, he just he looks at that painting, yep of uh, of the masters and the evil warriors going head to head. And him going, why doesn't she have a a, a, a rival? You know, the the it like points at Ram Mammoth. Well, he she doesn't have a nemesis, what's up with that you know yeah. and all and, and and then uh you know like he, he's looking around and his point of view talking about things matches probably some of the audience's point of view, so you're getting to hear an right. adult version talking about the the curiosities around him that are what's this about what about that why why would they do it that way and yeah. all that and i I enjoyed seeing that <laughs> and having them size it up and everything
1: I like the uh <laughs> It's a stupid joke from season one. It's stupid here too, but it still made me laugh when he's like, "Where's the bathroom?" And Duncan's like, "Yeah, good luck if you can figure that out." (laughs) You guys have been in here this whole time and you still haven't found the bathroom. Okay.
0: (laughs) See that—that's humor I could deal with. I don't know why I could handle. I don't know. It works. Bathroom in that (laughs) season, but. (laughs) <laughs> but let, let's okay, let's talk about the uh the, the dragonfly in the room, uh, Dra- Gary the dragonfly, because he wanted to go there before I shifted yes, us yes, into yes. the birthday. Well one last <laughs>
1: thing about the birth the skeletor's birthday. Obviously it was a fun funny episode. It was the highest comedy episode of the season. But it still advanced the story. And it still dropped hints at what you know, like you said, Skeletor pointed out that he there's no fifth nemesis, you know. Mm-hmm them learning more about the castle and how the teleportation works (coughs) and that they can use the Mm -hmm. Havoc power to do it. And even the whole kind of timeline thing, right, was smart because this episode takes place at the exact same time as the Gary the Dragonfly episode. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And it actually even starts off with the same exact scene, they did the whole and, yeah. sliding door thing, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: When this when this episode starts and it's it's Adam and them leaving to go help Tila, it's like wait that we just saw that, but then it stays with Duncan this time, and it's like yeah, it's kind of that question right where a lot of shows you're like, well while they were doing this, why weren't why was anyone else progressing anything? And it's like they yeah. weren't. You know, we actually yeah. got to see it real time. So that was a really mm-hmm. neat thing, that continuity there, and then it mm-hmm. ends with everyone showing back up from that. Like, oh, you you've been up to nothing, huh, Duncan? And he's had
0: this whole adventure. Mm-hmm. And that I will say that uh, the way they started the episode actually that was where my son was like, "I'm good, we can watch the rest tomorrow," because he thought that there was a glitch in Netflix and it was playing the, the episode, episode we again. just watched again. And and he figured instead of having me have to, you know, troubleshoot, I'll just turn it off so Daddy doesn't get frustrated. <laughs> or something. So we ended up watching, and we did it like four episodes one day, four episodes the next day. It, it, this time around, yeah. instead, but uh, but yeah. All right, so so Gary the Dragon, Gary the
1: Dragonfly. This is another episode. <laughs> I I I felt this was a very filmation inspired episode. That's what that's why I, I that. came across away from that with. And um you know it it sees it sees a Tila evilin team up, right? Mm-hmm. It's got uh you know <coughs> they're going after the second piece of the sigil of Hiss, and you know they find out that this dragonfly has eaten it and gotten mutated. And you know he's he's attracted to the power. Now he's trying to find other things of power to eat. Like yeah. I don't know, the the whole concept just felt so filmation to me. Gary the dragonfly himself. I, I see now, and I, I, I it's funny that you go. Well, they should have gone with Spidor, right? Because when he first showed up on screen, I'm like, oh, it's like he's a real life uh, fright fighter. Well,
0: yeah, you know that would have been fine too. For Which some is reason, like, I guess. Well,
1: that's what I was saying. That's where I went. Was like, oh, yeah. they did a dragonfly because of the vintage vehicle shaped like a dragonfly, like deep cut, cool. But they yeah. made him alive yeah. and with with a personality, with that very unique. What I thought watching was was a Bobcat Goldthwaite impression, right? Like, I'm like, oh man, they're really hitting that Bobcat voice hard and then credits roll and it's like, oh no, they actually got Bobcat Mm -hmm. to voice him. Yep. Which is kind of an interesting pull and I don't know if there's... That's the part that kind of had me scratching my head. I'm like, why did you go there, I guess? Is there some Mm -hmm. connection that I'm still missing between Bobcat Mm -hmm. and the the series or the franchise or... I don't know. Like it was just it was it's kind of a weird poll for me. But that's probably the mm-hmm. biggest thing I can say is that his voice really threw me and if I could change something it would probably be to give him a more threatening voice. But then again mm-hmm. they did kind of turn around at the end and make him a bit more heroic. He joined Strato's cause. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um I don't know. I just I I I, I guess it didn't bother me because we we're again this good Tila Evelyn You know, Witch and the Warrior story. You know, we had Mm -hmm. He-Man, you know, not making the best decisions, and him and Teela getting a little strained there because, you know, He-Man won't tell her that Eldris didn't reappear with the castle. Like, she got lost somewhere along the way. And, uh, ah, there there was enough good moments advancing the story that I'm like, okay, I can deal with a bumbling dragonfly character.
0: That's, it's one that, um, like I, I said before we started recording, I only watched this, this season through once since it's aired. Yeah, and I've only I've I've watched seen, a couple episodes um, a second time, but not the whole thing. Well, I, I've seen, it, it, what, what's funny to me is, uh, talking about, like, the height, heightened mm-hmm. stuff that we were, yeah, with the, how the story works. The one episode that my son has re-watched more than once since we've seen the whole season is the final episode. Yeah. And he just keeps going back to that. And when my kids and I sat and watched that together, the very first time they watched it, they... Both of them looked at me and they go, I feel so bad for He-Man right now. And I'm like, I know. Because I... Like, it's like the... That's kind of why my frustration is there yeah. with the middle of this season being the way it is because the first episode's a fun adventure episode. The second episode has some moments, but you know, it's, it's got that comedy in there that it's like, okay, it's different, but all right. You get into the birthday skeletor episode. I think you mean sweet. the third,
1: third episode because the second episode is them going to Snake Mountain and finding
0: the first piece. Oh, okay, so then I got my my yeah. whole then the, timeline. The, then up. the
1: third episode is the train. Third and episode is the
0: train and yeah. all that. So, yeah, it's like you have the third, fourth, and fifth episodes then being those middle yep. episodes, and it's like they're bookended with these really fun or very dramatic yeah, moments right. in this show. Like the turn at the end <clears throat> of this season, I was texting you watching it, yeah. And using language we don't use on the show very often. Right. And I'm just like, they're doing this. This is this is some stuff where I just sat there with my jaw on the floor going, not only are they referencing two thousand X on here, because the minute that Skeletor goes, Do you know what that gem is in your helmet to ram ma'am and all that stuff? And suddenly we're talking about the Ramstone, which is one of my favorite artifacts from two thousand X because it knocks the power grace all the hell out of Adam every time. Yep. But it's also now we're going down this whole thing of not only did they manage to get rid of Skeletor, but now he's a ghost that's haunting Ram Mam, Kraz. And now this is a bigger problem because now Kraz goes on this, that whole thing. I was just sitting there going, this is everything I wanted to see in this season. and I didn't know I wanted it. Yeah. But we have Gary the dragonfly too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I I don't know why that one bugs me the way it does, but I just feel like that one, to me, is the one I can point to the easiest as this is kind of where I don't want them to go as much next time around. Please keep it more even killed towards... You can do comedy and adventure. Yep. Like, I, I still love the first episode where, like, Adam's trying to get the cub. And he, he's yep. there, like... You're you're off trying to get you're trying to eat a potato. I don't even know what a potato is, and all that stuff. and I'm like, that's fine. That that didn't bother me. But these bumbling characters like Gary the Dragonfly just for me are they're too. Like well, I I'm guess, not a fan of the filmation ones that do that. <laughs> I mean, I could deal with Ram Man uh, Ram Man being that character, but right. when you have that on the show itself, uh, even as a kid, I was like, this. I don't want to see this on this show. That's just me.
1: Well, I guess that's part of so. the other thing, too, I was going to say, right? Like, even I didn't mind the character, but, like, why Gary? And why Bobcat yeah. as the voice actor? Like, give him yeah. a threatening voice. Give him something more insectoid. Like, you know, Waspinator style. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then give him give him a... I mean, granted, we have Adam... But I don't know, like, Gary is just like, especially for a monstrous dragonfly, like, just just give him a better name, a more
0: fantasy name, right? Well, and the other thing I think, and this is probably why I have the issue with it, is we already, we, we get very little time with uh, Muskitara. Yes. Is her name? Yep, and suddenly here's this character that lives off of eating power, and it's like, well, that's kind of what she's doing. Why? At least she takes the power. She, yeah, she siphons that. So why are we having another character that that's their purpose? When she should be the, it, it would have been kind of cool. They could have had all three women on that episode. Then have it be them versus Musquitara. Then. And give her a little more of a spotlight because she was only in the train episode and then she shows up as part of Stratos' group later on. Right. And it's like, well, that wasn't really that big of a that, of an introduction that, that, that was, we were expecting. You know? That
1: was probably the biggest surprise to me is how little she was in the season and how little mm-hmm. consequent she was. Because that train episode, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, you're setting her up to really be like a player here. Because like, yeah. like she can sense the power, she she knows the power, right? She can tell the difference between Gray Skull and Havoc. She's the mm-hmm. first one that says something to Ram Mam, kind of making her like, exactly, is something yeah. going on? And so I at the same time like, oh, she's gonna be like, you know, this this wild card Digital. in this,
0: yeah. And then she wasn't, and she ended up joining Stratos. And, and I, I, mean, I know that that is the funny part of the season, but like when they had that whole thing where he's getting all these characters, I honestly, I was kind of underwhelmed by that. I, I was, I was amused by it. Yeah. But I was also underwhelmed because here we have Web Store showing I, up and now Web Store just got relegated to being this co, you know, co team member, yeah. which I, the only thing about that, that I thought was cool was, Webster actually wasn't a villain. Webster just kind of was doing Webster's yeah, own. A very beast. And yeah, and it, it just all of those characters then just kind of like just got put into this
1: this yeah. group,
0: and then it just kind of made any individuality of them just kind of go. It, it's now they're just part of this crew. Well,
1: now, ah, I'm I'm hoping that this isn't the end of them. I'm hoping. I yeah. We get some more development, and I hope they go evil. Honestly, I was that's honestly what I was expecting. I was expecting, like, Stratos to show up with all these guys, and then they're like, all right, well, we're going to help Skeletor because we want the power.
0: Yeah. And, yeah.
1: like, it completely backfired in Stratos' face, and that being his humbling moment. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I really screwed up here. Let me make it right. That's where I thought it was going, and I was surprised it didn't go that way. But I still mm-hmm. hope that there's a chance for that turn because I, th- I think it does, web- especially Webstore and Miskitara, I think it, like you said, kind of devalues their character just having them be Stratos' backup. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm hoping we see yeah, some more, more I, of that.
0: Well, the more, the more I think about that, the more I feel like I really wanted, I really wish we would have had the three women there on that episode instead yeah. of Gary because that would have been... That would have been yep. a, a hell of a thing. And then that would have made it like, okay, she's somebody that then Tila would go, we need her on our side, evil and going, and we need her on Skeletor's side. Then she would be a commodity right. versus there she is just as, okay, now she's a fill-in of a number in Stratos' group. And so I, maybe that's part of, like, on a, on a deeper level, that's part of what bothered me about that because I, I was actually looking forward to Ms. Guitar showing up and doing more. And it's like the only the only characters that were introduced that got more time were Manny Faces and Stratos. And Manny Faces, the, the really weird thing about this season is I was really pumped for Manny Faces, and half the time they, I forget he was even in the season. They took him a really
1: weird way with him yeah. being the whole. Um Ah, oh, dang it, I can't think of his name. But, like, from Oliver Twist, right? That guy that kind of runs... Uh Gideon. Her- Gideon, yes. Like, that's kind of yeah. where they... T- like, he's the king of below. Bring me your orphans yeah. and your street urchins. And, like, that was a really weird spin on it. Yeah. But at the same time, I think my biggest problem with Manny faces is I feel like we came up with a really good CGI origin for him, <laughs> and yeah, this wasn't that at all. So, uh, not, well, and the other, go ahead. I just I, I didn't view Manny as a leader character at any time. Right? So, yeah. that's, that really threw me. I liked his transformations, I like how his personality kind of went with it, you know, the monster, the robot, the man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it gave you a bit of history with him being King Miro's, in a part of King Miro's court, you know, Randor's father, and him getting mm-hmm. banished, and like, Alright, okay. And it put him back potentially in the time of the original Orko and everything else. Like, he could be kind of the link between, like, hey, don't you remember the old heroes? You know? Mm -hmm. So, I kind of liked those aspects, but I just thought our version of, like, you know, the monster is created by Skeletor infusing him with havoc, and, you know, Mm -hmm. Tila using Greyskull to bring him back, and then both making him become the, the robot, like, I just felt yeah. it was a perfect setup for that origin in this series. And so I was, I guess it's that, it's that I set myself up for disappointment because of what we came up with.
0: He, he became this understated character yeah. through the season for me. And I mean, honestly, I, I I'll admit too, like, um, the, uh, the majority of the fun of the season came from, the 18 plot, which to me, the 18 plot is Adam Duncan and Ram Man and Cringer, Ram Mam and Cringer doing their stuff versus when you're back at Eternos, you only have Tila and Orko to play around with. And yeah, King Randor's in the mix and it's, it's good to see Randor still embracing. They're here to help. He's embracing the Masters right. as being a, a team for good. But uh, there's not as much interest in that story now that they've paired them off compared to last season. You had the whole team together and the story just was like on all cylinders for me. When you take teams apart sometimes, there is going to be a lesser interest in part. And for me, it was the Teela Orco Manny Faces bit, even though that's how he was introduced. Well oh, absolutely. But I did I didn't mind at least that you had uh Manny Faces and Orco kinda like being buddies. And like if it wasn't for Manny Faces, the Orkening would have never happened, which that actually was a pretty fun moment. And that's oh, where sure. that comedy worked for me. Like the Orkening is upon I, I was laughing. My kids either were like this is fun. I'm like, yeah, this is the kind of humor and that works for me on that.
1: Yeah, they, they're creating the Trollins was, was yeah. a really fun moment. Turning all those drones into Orcos, you know, and then even mm-hmm. at the end there, they say, yeah, we found them a place on the, I think it was the Plains of Perpetua for them to make a new yeah. trolla. Like, okay, we're actually setting up the robot Orco, you know, and the robot Trollins as a faction. So that was really mm-hmm. cool. And then Duncan, and I love it too because Duncan shows up and he's like, he sees all the 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 <laughs> yeah. now. And he's like, I missed the Orkanine. Like this yeah. is something yeah. they yeah. had talked <laughs> about being a potential. Like, <laughs> and he's sad. And I yeah, he's sad because he's he's, he's the he's, great he's he's the machines guy. He does machines.
0: Yeah, you know exactly. So exactly. Yeah,
1: there was great moments, great growth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Manny Faces was kind of an. Int- I'm curious to see where they go with him from here. It definitely was not the role I thought he was going to play.
0: Uh, well, one, one quick thing about him, though, is I did think it was funny that when he met Evil Lynn, he's like, yeah. I found my muse, and he's like, kind yeah. of attracted to her. So there's the implication of you know, maybe she will turn, or maybe, maybe that will turn him, and then it'll be a problem for the Masters. Well, right? even but. in the...
1: It was kind of interesting, too... At the, at the, the final battle there, once everyone gets their stuff figured out, you know, Stratos and his heroic warriors figure out their role in this, and that he doesn't have to be the leader of everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and Skeletor's hurt and weakened, and Trapjaw and Beastman, like, turn immediately on Skeletor once that, that control mm-hmm. kind of wanes a little bit. They're like, that, that was kind of a disappointment for me too, honestly. Because, yeah, I, I don't know, I like, I guess I didn't feel up till now that everything, like, they were only loyal to Skeletor because of the Havoc control, you know what I mean? Like, especially Beastman, I really felt that Beastman was, on Skeletor's side, a part of his cause, right? Um... And I kinda took that whole chain thing as more like, okay, you guys can't double cross me like for your own power. I don't know, it's just kinda weird to see them instantly be like, Nope, sorry, Skeletor, like we're not with you on this at all.
0: Well, I mean Cronus has been established since the first episode that he he and Evil Lynn were trying to have a coup against Keldor back in the day. Yeah, but that's, that's where they were going to eventually. make it work yeah. once Keldor was gone. And then and then uh they had the episode which uh that was the birthday episode where Beastman and Trapjaw were basically like Street Fighter two oh, yeah, yeah. fighting each other video game style yeah. in the in the uh in the palace because they both were challenging each other for the throne, but that automatically let me go like that makes sense that time that right. because they're both wanting what Skeletor has, whether Skeletor is there or not. So, and, and like when, when, uh, when they looked at Skeletor and he's weak and, and Beastman was the one to say, you know, you're weak, you, you know, jungle law, you know, you wouldn't survive. And he, he, he takes that as like his, you know, I'm the Beastman in the jungle. We would eat you because you're a weak one and, and the strong should survive. So when they did that, I'm like, makes sense to me. Well, never, I guess, never doubted that for a second.
1: I guess that's what, um, for me, it's like, okay, yeah, when skeletor is gone and Beastman and Traptor are left with an empty throne, not knowing if Skeletor's coming back, yes, they're going to fight each other because they both want to be in mm-hmm. charge with Skeletor gone. But to me, that's different from we're going to help the Masters because mm-hmm. they don't win, as we see. Like, they, they are instrumental in defeating Skeletor, and where do they wind up? In a prison cell. Yeah. So I guess that's the part that doesn't make sense to me. It's like, I can see Trapjaw claiming the power for himself. I can see Beastman trying to claim the power for Evil Lin, like, yes, they have always conspired against Skeletor, but Mm. in that situation, the only one that wins is the Masters. So how is that helping them, I guess? You know what I mean? Like,
0: I... I, I Honestly, though, the way I look at that, too, is it helps them because they're out from under him being that guy. Because... Like you said, you didn't think the chains meant what that meant apparently right. based on how this worked out. So the, these characters are characters that they did that against, it, he, Skeletor did that to them against their own will. So the fact they had no say in what he was doing and that he controlled them the way he did, it makes complete sense yeah. that they don't want this that way that like Cronus would want to do it on his own terms, not just being trapped jaw and being shackled to Skeletor's power and havoc and stuff and Beastman is just like here is the inside of what Rick has is, but he's still that character whether without the look of it because he was a horrible person to begin with so I, I understand where you're coming from about that but at the same time at the story I'm like based on where they are the only place they could go is get the hell away from Skeletor so that he can't do that to them even if they're in prison, they're better off than being shackled to the power of havoc because that was something they'd never signed yeah. up for. Yeah, that suppose. was... Uh, and not, to, not to be... but uh, I mean, that's basically non-consensual right there. <laughs> I mean, might as well just figure they, yeah. these people like do if, not want to have that. Like know? I said,
1: I guess I assumed that it was less like complete control. It was more just like,
0: yeah,
1: hey, at the end of the day, I, I have control over you, but you know... I think exactly. even the, even the palace guard kind of at the you know uh, Tuvar and Badra were kind of going like you know are we doing this completely because of mind control or do we want to or you know like there was that question of how mm-hmm. is he influencing them or is he outright like you will do this yes I will do yeah. this you know what I mean yeah. Um, yeah which I thought also kind of set up the question of when. Or how Tuvar and Badra are going to merge and turn on everybody, but as we've seen in this series, they could even become too bad and not necessarily be bad.
0: So, and and, and the thing is, I figured they would have been a shoe in for season two, and look where we didn't even so get too. that happening. So I'm yep. kind of impressed they didn't go there, to be honest. So I guess the only thing really left that
1: I want to hit on <clears throat> this is Ram Mam, as Sean alluded to yeah. earlier hmm And actually this this one I kinda called earlier in the season. I thought uh I thought either Stratos or Ram Mam, or possibly both, were going to betray the heroic warriors. And uh sure enough Ram Mam does go off the deep end at the end of this season. Um mm-hmm. uh, like- The
0: Skeletors help. <laughs> that Skeletor's
1: help. Yes, the as we find out that stone that's always been lodged in her helmet that she got from her father, it is a ramstone. And basically mm-hmm. ramstones in this canon uh harness the power of havoc naturally. So she has always been dipping into both pools. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of it's 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 up to her which side she gives into. Again, setting up havoc in Grayskull as the light side, dark side of the magical universe. Yeah, and you know, it's it. it she's always kind of had that right. Ramman, Crass, Crastine, as we find out. I think that's new to this season. Her full name being Krastine, mm-hmm. but I always loved it when Grincher mm-hmm. would call Krastine. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, like the mm-hmm. dad. Uh, you know, I was in trouble whenever anyone called me Matthew. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I it's not that I didn't see it coming, but still, when it happened, I was like, oh my god, they they. They did it, and she full-on... Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking separate transformation. You know, she goes into mm-hmm. the Havoc waters, like we always saw Skeletor in them do, and she comes out as Rampage, which I thought was a yeah. hilarious, clever name.
0: Um, I loved it. Yeah. I love. I love that she gets christened a new name, mm-hmm. and she's now the evil lord of uh, destruction. Yeah, or, 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 or it, wasn't, it wasn't demolition, right? Demolition. I think it was. Okay, the evil lord of demolition, and it's like my god. Like the minute that happened, it, it's it's funny. I'm watching this kids show, and my heart sunk because I'm like, I I like her, yeah. as a hero, and I liked her as kind of like Adam's surrogate, like like a. It basically, sister. adopted sister,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and and here it's like, no, like my Jeez. kids said, the moment that He Man is trying to talk her back from what mm-hmm. she did, like my heart literally was breaking with his. It's like, yep. Phew, yeah, yeah. And when, he, see, when he sees when he sees there's man. no
1: reaching her and everything, and
0: she's yeah. got the whole
1: ghost Skeletor in her head, like just goading her and everything else, and it's like. And it's like you wanna say it's not all her, and it's not, because Skeletor, as he was dying from the final battle there when they destroyed the Havoc Staff, he kinda leached his essence onto the ramstone and got in mm-hmm. her head very revelation style, which I thought was yeah. a nice little throw back. But uh But then again, at the end of the day, like I said, you look back and it's like, this isn't completely out of left field. She was always the one, she broke off from them season one to go back to the Tiger tribe. You know, she doesn't like the way Adam's handling the Stratos issue. Like, she's always kind of been that squeaky wheel out of the group. She's got no nemesis and everything. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. basically she's her own nemesis, right? She's her own worst enemy. She's got these two sides and she's fighting between them and I thought it was a marvelous turn it it was well done and it sets you up to where like where's this going to go can she be brought back can she be redeemed and I gotta say I think this was planned from the start and I Mm -hmm. think this is one of the big reasons that they did not just use Ram Man and they kind of made her her own character because imagine the outcry And we've heard it before. Mm -hmm. You know, Scooby-Doo movie, they made Scrappy-Doo evil. Uh, Mm -hmm. Reboot Thundercats, they made Pumyra evil. You know, Mm -hmm. whenever they do that to an established character, we always hear the fan outcry, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I
1: think that is probably the biggest reason that they made Ram-Mam instead of Ram-Man, is so Mm -hmm. that they could flip the script without having our the us vintage fans go, Whoa whoa whoa, Ram man would never do that. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> but so good. And then at the end, you know, that's the thing too. Like we I thought Skeletor was going to get the sigil of his completed. I thought he was gonna raise the snake men and win again. And that never happened. The Masters nope. won against Skeletor. The problem was they didn't see rampage coming, and she's able to complete the sigil of his. She's able to raise the dead snake man, and she is kind of under the assumption that she can use this sigil to bring her parents back as well. Which Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I messaged Sean; he can verify. I thought earlier in the Mm -hmm. season that that's how Skeletor was going to get his hooks into her. I thought that he brainwashed Stratos when he had him captured, and I thought he was going to manipulate Crass by using her dead parents and the potential of raising them with this sigil. So, (laughs) (laughs) 50-50! Yep. So, I guess that's kind of... So, uh, do you feel... uh, Now, after her completing the sigil of his... And the Snakeman rising up immediately and kind of doing this all out attack on the various areas that were left with that cliffhanger. I think Skeletor is completely lying to her and that there is no way um, that this can raise... I think the sigil just raises Snakeman. You know what I mean?
0: I, I, w- I mean, it's it makes sense because... It's it's called the sigil of Hiss. I don't think it's going to be used to right. bring back other people personally. So I guess we'll find out. But it seems like it's just targeting Snake Man. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. so
0: uh, one more burning
1: question that I'm left with: that I was just reminded of talking about Chris's dead parents. They still haven't confirmed Marlena's status.
0: As far as I can tell. Were- they referenced her, and that was about the extent yeah. of it. Because it, they do name-drop Marlena, mm-hmm. and Mirandor and talks a little bit about her to Adam once they're in the palace and everything's hunky-dory for five minutes. But, uh, yeah, they don't really get into that, and they don't get into where she is, or if she's dead, or yeah, what th- is the deal. I
1: think the prevailing fan theory is that she's dead, which you know, if the sigil can raise anybody, like, this might be a temptation for Adam in the next
2: season mm-hmm. as well,
1: so that could be mm-hmm. interesting, but I, I do find it odd that they have not confirmed anything on her. They uh, We saw her picture in the first season, they mention her here, but they don't really go into her status, and even Adam says that he has a hard time remembering her, even though he says some of his other memories are kind of Trickling back, you know, as mm-hmm. a young child. So I thought, I think the deck's going towards she's passed, but it's just odd that they haven't confirmed I, that yet.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious about that one because there's there's a few things even with that family portrait. They have that pillow there that people assume maybe Adora would have been there and, the, and she also looks sad in that image. She does look so the sad. idea that maybe, you know, Adora was taken, taken from her already. That's She's possible. mourning the loss of her, of her daughter, but there's Adam and there's Keldor. It's like, there's definitely hints there that it makes season three feel like they need to do something further than that because that's a whole nother story to dig into after the buildup of what they're doing in season two going into that one. Right. And I'm, I personally would be f- happy finding out some answers too. So. Right. All right.
1: Any, any other, uh, final thoughts you have on the
0: series? Um, I, I, I mean, for this one, it, I, I actually, I got a really quick here. Uh, for this one, uh, first season, I, I gave that one either a nine or a 10 because I was completely blown away to how much I loved it. This one I would probably give a, a, a seven or an eight out of 10 okay. because like i said some of that comedy is a little more than i wanted to see and it was overplayed a bit but some of the points they did like i said like when when we got to the ending of this season i was i was literally heartbroken watching he-man see his adoptive sister turn to the dark side and it, it like there's there's something in that voice acting and I, am I, I feel bad. I don't know the, the actor's name for He-Man, but yeah. there's this moment where he's like, if it involves my best friend, it very much does. And the way he says that hits me every time because it makes me think of like, you know, all the, the times in my past of dealing with friends when you have a fallout or even with yeah. kids. So, sure. uh, the, 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 one quick thing I want to say though is I really wish Netflix did not give five minutes uh, trailer. Uh, they, they gave you five minute parts of the episodes, yeah. And I'm typically somebody that I don't care, but this show showed me I don't need to do that next time around because yeah. I watched two or three of them, and after that I'm like, oh, here's a fourth one. I'm not watching this because I've seen almost the whole episode now, right? So uh, I I appreciate they do it. But I'm not going to do it. Next
1: I don't. Time, I didn't so. watch any of them. So
0: yeah, I know you, but I'm I'm the dumb one. So. I guess. <laughs>
1: For this season, I'm going to go an 8 out of 10 as well. It is obviously the middle of the season, yes. which I think overall it'll be helped by how it ends, or possibly hurt, depending <laughs> on how it goes. Um, there were a couple missteps, but overall I liked where they went. They raised some good um, some good point, plot points. They solved some mysteries, left us on another cliffhanger. Um, again, I was very surprised that the Snake Men... W- number one was just the tail the the stinger of the season basically yeah. and it featured so prominently in the trailer. So that was interesting. But yeah. Um, but yeah it was a good season. And and they no way homed me. Mm-hmm. Where I again I, I and I was I had come to terms with the fact that Adam doesn't have a secret identity. In this series, even though I love yeah. the secret identity, <laughs> and I think That's it right. really adds a lot to it. And then at the end, when Randor, you know, welcomes them back into the palace, you know, he does the parade with them powered up. And then when they mm-hmm. they do the in the palace thing where he's Adam and he's introducing the long lost prince. And Randor, it, Adam's like, "Well, why don't you want them to know I'm He Man?" And Randor's like, "Trust me, it's better this way. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. We're bringing the of my school back oh, okay. after all yep. these years." We don't need everyone to know that the prince is Mm He-Man. So I'm like, you son of a gun. You did it. You did it. You're giving me a little bit. Now, granted, it's still a bigger group that knows the secret, but I'm like, you know what? I can live with this. It's a compromise. You didn't completely throw it out the water, but it's, it's more Power Rangers in my opinion. Like the team knows it. The villains know Mm -hmm. the secret identity, you know, in Power Rangers as well, but the general public doesn't. I'm like, okay, Mm. I can live with this. We can have some fun secret identity shenanigans, and we can still have, you know, the larger group knowing it. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. We got to take off. Sean's got a jet right now, so Sean... Until next time, everybody like, share, subscribe, and we will see you later.
0: Oh, come
2: on. Oh, Oh, Bear. Oh, Bear. Oh.